the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Prevent your users from leaving that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com slash appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com. And in this video, we're going to talk all about how do you master the craft of creating a hyper-casual game. Now, if you're not in the gaming market, like I'm not, there's still a lot of value to be learned about how to do market research, how to really conceptualize a game format, and then what are the high-performing video ads that you can run to get people into your game. Joining me is a longtime friend of mine. I reached out to him. I was like, we haven't talked for ages. His name is, I'm going to probably butcher it, but Kevin Wolston Home. He is the former CEO of Rising High Academy, which focuses on all the aspects of hyper game, ca- hyper casual game design. They were actually acquired by the leading publisher, Homa Games, in March of 2022. Is now the community studio director at Homa and continues to help game developers create powerful hyper casual games. If you're not familiar with Homa Games, well, they are the top publisher. They were top ten publisher of 2021 and they're one of their games, Merge Master, was most downloaded of Q1. And Kevin, I don't want to leave this out, but you have 13 Apple feature games that you've created on your own. So super excited to have you on, but welcome to the show, my friend. I am thrilled to be here, and it's good to catch off after such a long time, Steve. Um, yeah. Love what you've been doing over here. It's great to see you're still fighting the fight and uh, still going strong. So yeah, I'm thrilled to be here today. We're one of the OGs. Kevin. Some people are falling it is off. True. But we're still it is true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting I you mentioned it. about the 13 games as well. It's a long time ago now, about five years ago now. But yeah, that's how we kind of started off in, in the industry with uh, building our own games from a Rising High studio at that point. Uh, yeah, we yeah. saw a lot of success. And uh, yeah, it seems like 100 years ago and a lot of things have changed. But yeah, still still at our core, we're, we're all about the games, really. I want to say hi to a few people that are joining us. We got another Kevin out in Florida. I swear this is like a auto filled Kevin. Yeah, like it's just good afternoon from Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> like that just. Right. And then we got Adrian. Hi, Kevin, Blue Cloud veteran here. Yeah, I remember. And I think I saw Adrian over in uh, Amsterdam, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, he's out in Ireland, so close. Yeah, yeah, Ricardo. yeah. No, we met. We met in Amsterdam um, at the Blue Cloud event. So what is oh, up, cool. Adrian? I remember. <laughs> we got Joe, we got Mike B, and then we got Rudy as well. All right, let's start off with this, Kevin. Like you, 13 Apple features, that's a great accomplishment, especially back in the day where, you know, it's just 
led to so many downloads. So it was a key part of any user acquisition strategy, especially from indie game developers. But when you're starting to conceptualize a game, where do you like to start? It's a great question. Um, I think for the most part, you want to be looking at what the market's liking and what's being released from the bigger publishers and the bigger players, whichever genre you're looking at. What are you, who are you up against and what's working well in the market? And it's really easy to get into, to get too sort of in your own bubble, creating the game that you want to play. And whilst we're all super passionate about this, most of the time you really want to think about the commercial aspect. And is it, is it, is your game as good as what's coming out of all the big studios? And is it in the same, does it feel the same and look the same to a certain degree of what the bigger players are doing? Because they're testing everything and they're releasing stuff that is purely data-driven and they understand exactly what the market's liking. So by looking at what they're doing and taking your lead from them is normally a good place to start. So you can look at the Google Play Store, what's in the top charts. You can look at the iOS Store, of course. And using tools like Sensor Tower, or we actually have our own market watcher inside Homer that we use. Uh, but you can generally just try and get yourself involved in what's coming out all the time. What are the mechanics? What is trending in terms of the games that are consistently up in those charts? And I think that would be very much the first place you should start and build a build a habit around keeping an eye on what the market's liking. Um, I think would be my very first piece of advice. So just look at what the competition is doing all the time to get a feel of the market and try and use your own benchmarks as much as you can to say, hold on a minute, I keep seeing this game. What is up with this game? Because obviously it's working. And whilst you don't want to copy, because copying's dumb and you're never going to do very well if you just clone something. But if you um, if you be inspired by, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche at this point when it comes to games, but if you take the inspiration from those, work out what's doing, what you think's doing well with it, why is it fun, and then go from there. I think that's the best place. One thing that you mentioned, these big studios are data-driven. What is sure. the type of data that you should be looking at in the early days? So the really when you start, it, it all depends on your strategy of like how are you going to get your users? You know, it's all very well making a game, but dropping it into the store is just not going to cut it to, to clear through the noise of all the games that get released every day. So you want to start thinking about how you're going to attract people to your game which leads you on to what would be user acquisition and, and all of that. And this, this is the same for, for apps as well. You know, how are you, are you going to run some, spend some monies or are you going to look to partner someone, uh, partner with someone like a bigger publisher such as Homer or there's loads out there depending on your, your niche and your, and what you're building. But are you, are you strong at building games and you could do with uh, partnership with a publisher to ensure that they can handle the marketing of it. And at, and at which case you want to start looking at how you're going to advertise and what formats work best. And typically you're running ads uh, on the likes of Facebook or TikTok or, or whatever to try and drive users to your game or your app. Um, and I think there's a whole conversation to spin off from there. So how, where do you want to take this one, Steve? Where do you want to take it, Kevin? Where do you want to spin it? Well, I think obviously you need to work out your strengths in terms of what are you good at? Do you know anything about user acquisition? And, and more importantly, do you have 
some budget for it. Now, you don't need a ton. You can start off with like, I mean, probably most people say you can start off with five bucks a day, but that's probably not going to cut it. Uh, you probably want to start 50 bucks a day and run a test for the, for a week and then start seeing the numbers from that. So what is your CPI, your cost per install? And what is your day one retention, which is basically how many people come back and play your game after that that sort of first day. So day zero would be the first day of install. Day one would be who's coming back tomorrow or the next day to keep playing your game. So how low can I buy installs for and how many people are coming back? And there's various other KPIs or key performance indicators that you can track, playtime being one of them. So how long is someone in your game? Because you could have a potentially higher cost per install but if someone's playing your game for a long time then you have the opportunity to show more ads to them so the lifetime value of that user even though they might cost a little bit more to acquire could still you know end up being profitable if you say you you bought them for for a dollar but they actually stay long enough in your game to make you one dollar ten in advertising that you on the ads that you show them then you've made 10 cents so then it's like how do you start scaling up and stuff if that 10 cents is a a decent number for you i hope that makes sense it does make sense kevin one of the things that we we like to do for our clients is do and for subscription apps we like to look at the conversion analysis and what i do is just look at all the new loads how many trials are you getting? How many of those trials are turning to subscribers? And then coming up with a rough estimate of revenue per download. And then when people ask like, hey, you know, I want to run Apple search ads. I want to do all these things. I say, look, we can profitably run at about a dollar cost per install or $2, whatever it is. Are there like these simple numbers that you'd like to look at beyond playtime, beyond retention that helps you kind of figure out, all right, I'm making this much from a certain player. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sorry. You just broke up right at the crucial part there. But I think it's, it, I, I, get, I get where you're going from. I think it depends. And it's very difficult because there's various KPIs that we take into consideration. And that will be dependent on the type of game. And obviously the sort of uh, how much we can, how low the CPI can go. And also depending on which network. So users on Facebook will be different than users on, say, App Loving Ad Network, and the users on TikTok will be different. So it's a very vast matrix of that, which I, I really couldn't dream to get into today. But I think what was interesting from there, Steve, what you said is like, because you do a lot of subscription stuff, it's the testing, doing a lot of A-B testing on your call to actions and stuff like that. I think it will be imperative to see whether or not um, – you can get the highest performance on that conversion to ensure that you're really deep diving into the data that you've got available to you and find and really identify what's most meaningful to you. So whilst each one, uh, each metric will be different per product, um, you need to be tracking your data. And this is the difference between typically the newer people start out don't see the importance of tracking the data, whereas people who have been around a long time, you use a more data-driven approach to make more informed decisions, and it can have huge impact on your products and your bottom line, of course. Speaking of data, are there any specific tools that you like to use 
from a, I know game analytics is a big popular sure. one. Sure, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very different story from when we were building games and now being part of Homer, we have this whole technology back end that we have our own tools to track all this stuff, which is, uh, to be perfectly transparent, I'm not massively sort of in, in tune with all the tools that we've got. It goes so deep, but we have our own analytics tools. We have our own SDK that tracks all this stuff and, I think we're tracking something like 700 million requests a day or something like that. It's absolutely insane. But I want to make sure that I don't uh, overstretch anything here. But, yeah, I think game game analytics is a really good place to start for games, obviously. And that you can can track all sorts of things for that, and it's free. So you can track session length. You can track who's falling off at what levels. Um, I think the sky's the sort of limit in terms of what you can track with game analytics, which is a really great tool. So I'd highly recommend starting off with that, and that's free. And I think AdMob as well, if you're putting sort of uh, some monetization SDK, they got a lot of good tracking because I think that's um, I think that is um, that's tied into Firebase now. So the AdMob and Firebase go hand in hand from Google. And actually, you can check out. Uh, uh, not for a shameless plug here, but we had uh, Thomas and Cyprian from the Google team over um, to do a masterclass for us that's a video, uh, available over on the Homer Games YouTube channel, um, and they tell you okay. how that all works, and it's really good. And like I said, I'm not trying to plug that at all. It's more to do with if you if you if you this is new to you, that would be a really good resource to go and check out because they walk you through it hand in hand from Google themselves. So uh, that would be my recommendation, I believe. Kevin, don't mind me. I, it doesn't matter. I want people to get value. So if you guys are providing value, it seems like great content. Put, sure. Plug away. That is that's all we're all here for as well. I like what you said too. I mean, it, I was reading through this. It's like we use our in-house technologies to make your app perfect. And then it, it you said the same thing, right? Like, hey, you install our SDK and start iterating on your game to improve all the metrics from cost of acquisition to retention and session times. Now, when you're talking about, I had this discussion with a friend of mine in the app space too, he's out in Canada, but he was talking about like, even at post-launch, like level design, like really looking at the data, tweaking little things. Are there certain tweaks that you like to make? I know in the hyper-casual market, maybe the session time isn't as long. They were not in the hyper-casual, but probably more in the casual end of things. But are there things that you like to like try to do to improve retention? Is it game design? Is it I mean, level design, is it gameplay? What is it that you look at? I think it's all of it. It's the, it's the really quick answer to it. There's never just that one thing, and you have to take a holistic approach to it. I think in terms of retention, you want to be tracking when users are falling falling off, right? So it could well be that your onboarding is shocking at the start and people are bailing really quickly because they just don't understand it or you haven't got the idea of the game over properly. Or indeed, they all might be bailing at level three, where you see a massive drop off, whereas without knowing that and tracking that data, you wouldn't realize that they're all falling off off at level three because the way you've got it set up is too damn hard and it's too frustrating and like people just, they just leave at that point. So I think it's level design, game design. There's no one, there's no secret source or one one size fits all answer here. I think it's taking this, uh, looking at all the data points that you're recording and making sure that whatever you are 
sort of tracking it's a meaningful don't just put the analytics in for the sake of it be really um uh, what's the word i'm looking for be really clear on what your what your goals are and what you're trying to track um and the best the best thing to do is just start so track at end of level uh track at session length um it really does it really is dependent on the type of game as you mentioned the hyper casual tend to have a low session length in 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 general the arcade hyper casuals at least you know 35 to one uh, a minute sessions is is not untypical whereas the arcade idol uh which we see is basically dominating the new releases from from everyone right now that's more about play time and session time in terms of minutes of play so there is horses for courses in terms of what your it what is important to you in your game and what you think what you think would be most meaningful to understand about your player's behavior i mean you can go so deep on this it's bonkers um but i think it's important to know that you should just chuck something in and and try it and then see make sure you're getting some results back and you might go oh okay maybe i didn't realize that this boss here he's actually broken and if you you can't kill him or something you know and because you play your game or you use your app so much you just you might have just missed it so it's very illuminating in terms of uh understanding some player behavior even on a basic level i think that's basically it so if i was properly taking notes i would say session time what was it like for hyper casual games you want to be around the 30 to a minute yeah, minute and it, it all depends it's something it's in in around of 45 seconds to a minute is kind of typical to have this you know this snackable TikTokish kind of attention span sort of level and of course at that time the normal break in the game you would be showing an ad which works hand in hand with the monetization so they're level based games that show an ad after every minute that most of us hate but it is the model and essentially we you know if you don't like it you can you can buy the in-app purchase to to remove it um so session look at the the level drop-offs the playtime and essentially the uh session time i've lost help me out here steve i totally derped out there what was it what did i say so uh session time uh dropping off on the levels and general your general retention day one three and seven i think would be good markers you know, and I think one of the big mistakes that I've seen other game developers make is, look, I'm not an expert in this, so you Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they try to spice up the game so much. When I've talked to the homas of the world, the other publishers, they, they say, look, just give me the blank, like, give me the dumbest prototype ever, like, because we want to see gameplay. We want to see level design. We don't need fancy graphics in the very beginning. We'll add that in later on. But in the early days, we just want to see gameplay and how long people are playing. And we don't even care about monetization that much. Yeah. So when we do our test, there is no ads in there. We're looking for core gameplay. So really, if you want to let's dive into some real details here, you're looking at your core loop. You've got to get your core loop of your game. The most important part of your prototype is your core loop. And how fun is it? What is the thing that you do over and over in the game that is fun? 
without any fancy sort of meta that we will we 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 call it which is like do you need all the extra stuff that you see in games but is the core action that you do time and time again is that fun or satisfying to do you know we, i always like to to quote this thing from the the guys who made uh, who made Mario, where they spent like three weeks uh, with just Mario in a in a on a flat plane, and all they did for three weeks is just trying to make his jump fun. Without anything else in the game, they spent so long just making that core action of jumping in Mario fun in of itself without any levels or something. And it's kind of a good benchmark to think about when you're doing this. Is the thing, fancy graphics and big effects is not going to make your rubbish game any better. You've fancy got to... Gra- Oh, I got some that. mad feedback there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so fancy fancy graphics is not going to make your rubbishy game any better. It's just going to make it look better so you really want to like boil it down to the core of what makes your game fun and is it enjoyable to play without any sort of whistles and bangs because if you can get that right people can forgive you like less than brilliant graphics although it has to be said uh 2022 we have seen a serious increase in quality um Mm -hmm. the the studios have matured a lot, so the quality bar is it has been raised higher. But you really want to concentrate on the core fun of your game. I love it. Okay. Sorry, Kevin, for the feedback. Yeah, there that's right. I noticed it's like a, real, it's a, a little bit of a lag here on the stream for me, so I'm just looking a little bit stupid uh, on my own. Yeah. Joe says, "Great stream today, Kevin's full of insight. I like getting deep." burr into the knowledge kevin you want to promote your home right here so just search for home games in youtube and you'll find all the great stuff that kevin's doing and he's he, he's putting to work today he just said he got done doing a stream himself i do so <laughs> this is this is where i'm going to interrupt for that shameless self-plug so if you also search for homer academy over on youtube that's our dedicated youtube channel for the community-based stuff we're doing over at homer and we indeed do live streams every friday uh, just uh, an hour before this one. So that's it. So you should just see the latest stream come up from us. And, uh, yeah, so you can come and join me, and we geek out on this sort of stuff for the hyper-casual market and game design um, every week. And we've been doing this for years inside the Academy, and we're now doing it under the Home Academy YouTube channel. So cool. I love it. All right, Kevin, I do want to talk about the, the monetization side of things, but I want to hold it sure. for part two. So in part two, we like to start off part two of every live stream with some dad jokes. I know you don't have any equipped, Kevin. Maybe you got time to Google right now, but I'm going to hit you with a dad All joke. Right. You can battle out with the guests of mine. I found some around games, Kevin. So I'm going to lead you to some of this, the game stuff. Let me get my sound effects ready to go where's my sound effects got there you go all right ready to go all right there you go i gotta gotta get a warm-up one in okay let me find a good one that i really like all right since you brought up mario why does mario why doesn't mario like to use the internet i do not know oh thank you kevin you shouldn't know (laughs) that's the best way of answering he's afraid of the browsers Bowser's okay. Yeah, this is wrong. why I didn't prepare any because it's kind of painful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, right. I'm trying to Google. I'm trying to Google. And I know I should have got a little bit, um, a little bit more prepared I'll, I'll here, Steve. I'll give you some time. All right, guys, we're going to take a look at audits. Look, Kevin goes live every Friday, 9, 8 a.m. Pacific on YouTube where he breaks down the hyper casual. So Kevin, are you doing similar things where you kind of look at the top hyper casual games? Yeah, very much so. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing this inside the Academy. Obviously we had, uh, the Academy, uh, the rising high Academy, as it were, we were running that for a long time because we get, kept getting asked questions on how we were doing everything. So, uh, this is a show we've been running for the last three years, really, uh, maybe a bit longer. So we come on every Friday now live on YouTube, I think it's seven Pacific. I got that time wrong for you, Steve. Sorry about that. Um, but we literally look at what's been released. I curate all the latest games that are coming out in the charts of that week from the big publishers and a lot of the prototypes that we see releasing from our, our own little list we have. And uh, we boil that down to five or ten, and then we will play three of those games. So I will come on. I download them. I haven't played them before. So we, we kind of open them up together. And we just see what they've got going on and what we like about it and what we don't and discuss, you know, do we do we think the game's any good or what's its potential on that? And it's a, it's very much a conversational thing, just like today with you. Uh, we just talk about stuff and, you know, hopefully share some nuggets here and there to um, basically do your homework for you so you don't have to do this market research. Um, we boil it down, pick the best stuff and then play through some and just keep your keep your eye on what's happening in the market. I love it, Kevin. If I could suggest some things, because we started doing this too. Have people submit some games and then give them some feedback too. Don't you don't just yeah, I, uh, the, the, we, I am thinking about doing that. The, the interesting thing about the hyper-casual market is that people don't want to share too much because they're always in this testing phase and there's always that thing that someone else could take the idea and run with it. So it's a very sort of, um, it's kind of a closer guarded sort of secretive kind of thing which is a nightmare for me and the likes of you who want to share and to talk about this stuff uh, but obviously people don't want their ideas stolen um, and things like that but uh, what we are going to be doing is some post-mortems uh, which means that the prototypes have been built uh, they haven't quite made the numbers and then we'll try and figure out how we can do it after the event once mm -hmm. we know that they they've kind of had their had their cycle so to speak so that is coming we've got loads of different shows coming up inside the academy as well so but yeah i like I that it. idea i'd love to do it steve you're very lucky that people send you games <laughs> i would love to if you have me i'd love to come on one of these fridays and do it with you all right thanks for listening to the app masters podcast for show notes and amazing app marketing content check out appmasters.co